0: As a young man, he would always remind me to thank God uh, for everything. You know, he would say, you know, say thank you to God. You have this food because of God. We have money to buy house, to buy clothes because God wants us to. You know, it was always... Allah's will, which is the Arabic word for God.
1: Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgianbenta.com,
0: where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, Georgian Benta.
1: Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have an entrepreneur, podcaster, MMA fighter, and founder of That Grant. His name is Ali Abuzlam, and he has done some amazing things uh, when it comes to gratitude. He, he has a really powerful practice that he shares on his Instagram. And also, he's been doing something that I wanted to do as well, and probably I will do at some point uh he he interviewed people on the streets about gratitude, and I think that's that's amazing probably I will do it in a in an audio version. he actually did this um these kinds of interviews uh on the street uh on his instagram and i think i think it's it's something amazing because he not only uh got some very beautiful answers but also was able to brighten people's days welcome Ali to the gratitude podcast
0: thank you very much I'm happy to be here
1: (laughs) so um, let us know a little bit more about what has gotten you so passionate about gratitude like what's your story
0: yeah definitely so my my story dates back to very early childhood i I come from a very diverse and mixed family uh, a mexican Catholic mother and uh, a palestinian uh, slash lebanese muslim father uh mm-hmm. and, and from the middle east so those are very both uh not only very powerful and rich cultures but very powerful and rich religions uh catholic and muslim so as you can imagine in the household i grew up with with all different types of prayers we had uh you know we would we would give gratitude and pray before we ate after we ate even before we got in the car after we got out of the car and uh, and everything's just holy you know in, in islam they say bless you for everything You know, not just if you sneeze in America, they say, bless you. If you cough, they say, bless you. If you, uh, obviously if you sneeze, you know, if you're, um, if you hiccup, they say, bless you. Even if they, if, even if you fart, they say, bless you. So there's, (laughs) there's blessings all, all over. There's all these prayers. And, you know, as a, as a young boy, I'm very grateful that I, I became very, very interested in seeking the truth in religion and spirituality at a very young age, because my father, when I was about five years old, he said, Hey Ali, you know your your mom and your abuelito, which is grandpa in Spanish, and your abuelita, which is grandmother in Spanish, you know all those people are going to hell, right? And I was like, Wait, what? As a little kid, I was like, No, wait, there's no way God would do that. There's no way. You know, these are all really good people. So at a very young age, You know, he was trying to teach me that Islam was right and Christianity or Catholicism was wrong, but but I didn't buy it. So at a very young age... I'd always been very interested, so I read the Bible, I read the Quran, Old Testament, New Testament. I read the Tao. I'm interested in spirituality, Buddhism, and one thing that I have found is consistent across the board is is gratitude. Um, but I didn't start to develop it as a practice, or even see it as a practice, until about 2013. So the the way that everything started is of all those prayers that I mentioned. My mother had us do this Spanish prayer called the Angel de la Guarda prayer. It's called the the Guardian Angel prayer. So every morning, when my mom would take my brother and I to school, we'd get in the car and, with much resent, we'd say we'd say the prayer. You know, be like, oh, angel de la Guarda. but we didn't like saying it every morning because i mom would be like, "All right, say Angel de la Guarda," and we'd just be like, "Ah, oh, whatever." But we would say it every morning, and. um, you know, with all these prayers, I was happy to get out of the house when I was 18 and go to college. And, and I feel like most students, I, I lost touch with my spirituality, with religion, with a lot of those practices in college. And, uh, and when I graduated, I felt that void. I really felt that void of, wow, you know, I don't, I don't feel as in touch with my spirituality, with God as as I did. So, believe it or not, in my 30-minute commutes to my to my job when I was living in Dallas, Texas at the time, I was like, you know what? And I started saying the guardian angel prayer. And after that, I I just started praying, and and I would ask God for things. You know, please God, give me this. Please God, give me that. And after a couple weeks of doing that, I started to feel really selfish, and thought wow, I'm, I'm asking God for all these things, but look at everything that I already have. I need to start saying thank you. At the time, and, and still am today, I was a very avid reader, listen to podcasts, and I was very interested in energy. And the, the more energy that you put into something, the more you're going to put out. So I, I told myself, hey, when I'm giving gratitude, I really need to put some energy into it. So I, I felt... After I would say the ancla de la Guarda prayer, that it would be better for me to open my sunroof. I kind of felt like, oh, there's the there's the connection point between God and I, right? I need to open the sunroof so I can be connected, and and I would shout. I would literally scream, and 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 I practice to get louder and more passionate. And I would I would scream and start very basic uh, with my recitation of the very basic things I could be grateful for, like, like my body and bodily function. So I would start there and then build up on them. And it would sound something like this. I'd open my son. Thank you, God, for the abundance of blessings you continue to bestow upon me on a daily basis. Thank you for the ability to see the ability to touch the ability to taste hear, and smell. Thank you for two hands two arms, two legs, two feet, two eyes. Thank you for my brain. Thank you for my heart. And then I would go into more specific things. I like, thank you for the privilege of being able to own a business. Thank you for my amazing brother, for my amazing mother and father, for my awesome family and friends and colleagues. Thank you. And, and I would just say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all these things. And I noticed I, I would feel really good. And I would get to work and I would be in this state and emotion of gratitude. So I started this in 2013 of of the sunroof thing. And I didn't really start sharing it until I knew that it was benefiting my life. Because the days that I would, uh, people at work would start to say, you know, Ali, how are you? How are you happy all the time, man? Like your energy, I love your energy. It's always so high, so good. Like, how are you doing this? And and I didn't know at first. I was like, just uh, that's just how I am, kind of thing. But then I I would I would see if I got on the phone in my morning commute or for whatever reason forgot to do my gratitude practice, my my energy, my feeling of happiness and goodness would would slightly decline. And then I started to piece it together and be like, wow, my gratitude practice is responsible for that extra level that i reach of of energy and happiness and it's and it's all because of my gratitude practice and it started there and i've been cultivated it cultivating it ever since
1: wow i love your story and i think it's it's amazing and it's so it's so inspiring and i just have to say that it's so interesting for me that um you've you've had a really similar experience to mine like um i've had two religions or maybe even three spiritual perspectives in in my household and that got me to to look for things that are common to them because like you were saying it wasn't an option to think that uh so those people will go to hell and you you will go <laughs> to heaven and that just didn't make any sense so um yeah and This is what I I discovered too, that um, gratitude is is common to uh, different spiritual perspectives. And I think those things that you can find in different religions are the things that are actually the truth for me, at least. Like for me, I found that love and gratitude are at the the heart of every spiritual um, perspective. On this planet and um, yeah that's that's amazing and that's why I asked you before uh, going live if you if you want to share a little bit on uh, what your father has taught you about gratitude and um, his perspective on gratitude
0: yeah yeah so my father really comes from the Muslim perspective and as a young man he would always remind me to thank god uh for everything you know he would say you know say thank you to god you have this food because of god like we have money to buy house to buy clothes because god wants us to you know it was always allah's will which is the arabic word for god um so, and and my man my my grandmother and grandfather in lebanon they're even more religious so everything is always around God, blessings, everything. Little things that I would do, my grandparents would say haram, which means forbidden or, or unholy. Right. So oh no, that's haram. Oh no, that's forbidden. And even even the Muslim faith is very is is full of giving gratitude to God. You know, you're you're expected to pray five times a day it's 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 a practice a, a continuous practice of your continuously praising and and giving gratitude to god so that's uh th- that was definitely my my father's side coming from from the muslim perspective is it's not it's not so much um it, it's it's not so much a practice of hey make sure you're grateful in the world to other people even though that is encouraged but it's more heavily, heavily based on your spiritual practice of, of worship and, and giving gratitude always to, to God, to Allah.
1: Yeah, I think that that's an important part of gratitude as well. And yeah, we don't talk as much about that part on the gratitude podcast because uh, I myself as as you, uh, most probably, we are a, a bit more pragmatic with this as well, like, okay, it's it's a great practice to to get in in a a great state to to see life from this perspective not like not just the the spiritual side of it but also to incorporate uh, to incorporate it as much as possible in day-to-day life and to appreciate and to show um that appreciation so yeah i think i think it's it's amazing how how these things um come together and how, how these experiences actually led you to, to become a more grateful person. But what got you to, to do these interviews on the street? I'm, I'm really curious on how you got to actually um, be curious to ask other people to, about their gratitude.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. The way I really started sharing my gratitude practice was on Snapchat and Instagram. I like to just put out positive energy out there. A lot of what I post is asking questions and, and, and engaging stuff. And then I just started recording myself doing my practice. So I'd rec- just the first part. So I'd record myself and make a silly face, open my sunroof, and yell "Thank you, God!" And people would be like, "What are you doing?" And they were kind of curious about it, so then I started every day. I would do that video, and I would put three things that I was grateful for, and I would put on the list. Tell me three things that you're grateful for, and people started answering, and I started reposting it, reposting it, and, and I, I remember uh, I started thinking, "Wow, you know, this is this is this is a practice for me, just like anything else." My, my gratitude muscle was getting stronger just like I would go to the gym and literally work out a physical muscle. And, and it, it was a practice just like anything else that I did, like MMA practice or a yoga practice or anything. And I could feel myself getting stronger at emoting out the expression of, of gratitude. I was getting stronger in that to where whatever mood I was in, if I could go and practice my gratitude – boom, I would be, I could get myself in that state in a more powerful and stronger way because I was practicing. So I started sharing it with people. And then I was like, man, I can't just keep this for myself. I have to share it. So at first it just started with stories. And I thought people need to do this daily. And I was trying to think of a name and I was like, well, what am I doing? I'm I'm taking action every day, right? I'm doing daily action towards gratitude, and I said, "How can I shorten that?" And that's where the name Dat Grat came—Daily Action Towards Gratitude. And so I, I started, I started naming it, and, and then I, I said, "How can I, how can I do more? How can I give more to the, more of the world with with daily action towards gratitude?" Because the few people I'd interact with on Instagram, they started asking questions because the, people didn't really see it as. Like, oh, so a practice. Okay, gratitude is a practice. Most people, at least in the US, think of gratitude as this thing you do during Thanksgiving, right? Everyone's in a circle around food and you just give gratitude. You say what you're thankful for. But the term gratitude really is never described as a practice. So I was like, hmm, I wonder I wonder how many people think this way and if people have a practice, what it is, and what are people really grateful for and, and what they think gratitude is? So, so that's, that's how I set out. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interview people, strangers, and I'm going to go out there and ask them three questions. I'm going to ask them, what, what does gratitude mean to you? What's your definition of gratitude? Do you have a gratitude practice? If so, what is it? And what are three things you're grateful for today? So, of course, as you can imagine, no matter how good you are at public speaking or networking, it's, it's always, there's always a little bit of nerves just approaching <laughs> strangers, right? So I had, to, I had to develop it like a sales pitch because people aren't very interested, especially when you pull out a camera uh, yeah. to speak with a stranger on the street. So I found it to be a little bit more difficult than I thought, but I, I sharpened my pitch, very much with some uh, actually hostage negotiator techniques and sales (laughs) techniques. Uh, So, so I'll share with you the, the pitch, Uh, the hostage negotiator always says in a negotiation, start, start with a no because it gives people, it it takes them off of their guard and gives people the option to back out. So I, I would be walking and you know, if I see someone, on the street i'd say hello sir ma'am how are you today so good how are you good thanks for asking i have a silly question for you sure go ahead do you dislike gratitude uh no so okay <laughs> great here's the deal and then I, I would give them the information real quick cut it short to the point Say, so, okay great nobody dislikes gratitude right so here's the deal i'm advocating move I'm advocating for a movement called Dat Grat, Daily Action Towards Gratitude, and our goal is to inspire 1 billion people by 2030 to exercise gratitude. I just have three quick questions. You'd help make the world a more grateful place. Do you have one minute to answer these questions? And most people would say, yeah, yeah, okay. And then I I would pull out the camera. So I'm in a, in a Toastmasters club where we practice public speaking and leadership skills every week. And one of my good friends in the club, I gave a speech about that and I did my whole thing. And I told mm-hmm. people what I'm doing and I'm interviewing people. And one of my best friends in the club said, man, I want to help you, whatever you need, let me know. So he started helping me. And then over the last, uh, about 14 months, we've interviewed over 300 people uh, strangers in the streets about gratitude. And it's been, it's been beautiful.
1: That's amazing. I love that. I love that. And what what has been like the most surprising thing that, that you heard, or I don't know, share with us a few of the stories that really, um, I don't know, made you think about life or just that had a really big impact.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I I think what's common and consistent across the board is that most everyone in their three things that they're grateful for, it's always another person or, or a group of people. So I, I think that we are so relationship-based, and now more than ever, we're really feeling it, right, with this with yeah. this global pandemic and not being able to to see people and touch people and hug people. Uh, and, and all the da- grad interviews show that as well, that most of the time we're mainly grateful for people. I heard a lot of people are always grateful for the weather. If it was a nice sunny day, people are really grateful for that. So overall, gratitudes. But I think what – What was some of the most powerful experiences in that journey was that the people who had the least seemed to be the most grateful. So I always made it a point to interview all the homeless people that hang out around the street. So I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's an hour north of the capital of Colorado, Denver. It's a beautiful, very quaint little town. I call it like our little safe haven away from the universe because everybody's happy, healthy. Uh, Walt Disney World modeled a piece of uh, Epcot uh, from Old Town, Fort Collins. It's a beautiful place. And we don't have a law against uh, homeless people kind of just hanging out. So there are... There's lots of police and, and everything's taken care of, but there are a lot of homeless people who hang around. And I make a joke to my girlfriend because sometimes when I walk in downtown Old, Old Town Fort Collins, the homeless guy's like, hey, what's up, Ollie? I'm like, yeah, all my friends are homeless. Uh, but but it's funny because the that grant interviews that I have with the homeless, even though they have the least... They seem to be the most grateful and it's always so powerful. And every time I would interview a homeless person, I'd be like, man, I have, I really do have so much to be grateful for. And it would just, it would just strengthen my practice. It would really strengthen my practice because they were really willing to, to get deep. And even though they'd be out there, not knowing where they were going to sleep that night, not knowing where their next meal was going to come from, they were so grateful for what they did have and for me those were always very powerful interviews
1: and what why do you think they they are more grateful than than other people like um what do you think makes the difference
0: i think that when we start to achieve more and have more things and possessions in our life that we begin to take things for granted and that as human beings we're hardwired to always want more and more and more you know to where look at us where we are in society we're so far past the basic needs you know we could we could be it's possible to live a, a, a village lifestyle, you know, With grocery stores we have, we have more than enough to cover our basic needs, health, hunger, all these things. But now we have these huge homes and skyscraper buildings and, and cars to where we start to, when we build onto our possessions, we start to have these new baselines for what we feel we need and for what makes us happy. So I think when you have, close to nothing you're so grateful for everything that you have and most of these people have had hard experiences and i am a believer some 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 people don't think this way but i am a believer that most pain and growth and realization comes through pain and suffering is is when we really have these profound divine Uh, wake-up calls and realizations and i think a lot of these you know homeless people obviously there's there's pain in that daily there's there's some suffering in that daily to where it 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 makes them more grateful than the average uh, american household who has money to put food on their table clothes on their back and and a roof over their head Mm,
1: that's very interesting so i think what you just said is is, is very powerful and I, I think it's something that we can all think about and since most of us, probably all of um, the people listening aren't homeless, um, what can we do to learn from them like um, of course it wouldn't be ideal to to become homeless to be more grateful so <laughs> what's uh, what's our next best? option from from your point of view
0: right so that goes back to having uh to to doing some dad grat having having a daily practice for gratitude taking daily action towards gratitude and i think so in my interviews as well i found that the overwhelming majority did not have a gratitude practice and most people don't even see it as a practice because unfortunately even though, in, in my opinion, I think this is one of the most important things we can do as human beings for ourselves, for the world, for the world. If we can really develop a gratitude practice, it's going to make us more grateful, more loving, more empathetic, more sympathetic. And unfortunately, in schools, it's not it's not really taught in public school systems. You know, yeah, you're taught to say please and thank you, but it's never really shown to be a practice of, hey you work on this, you develop this, you're gonna have more more happiness and peace of mind and less stress in your life. You know, if you can really work work on this practice. So so for those of us who want to take action and not wait for for hardship and pain and suffering to start being more grateful, implement it as a practice. And you can start I don't spend that much time every day. It's just a few minutes a day. But even if you're just starting with with one minute a day. 60 seconds a day as long as you can build that consistency of practicing gratitude you're going to become more grateful and your life will improve you no matter where you're at in life if you're if you're coming from a place where you don't have a gratitude practice and you start a gratitude practice i i guarantee i would bet i would bet everything i have that you will see an increase in the quality in your life And it's, it's up to you to really figure out what types of practices are going to be most beneficial for you. It's just like how people have different methods of, of learning. We have different methods of expression that'll work better for us. I like the gym analogy, right? There's so many different vehicles to, to health and fitness. Some people love running. Some people love different sports. You know, swimming. Some people may be an amazing runner, but can't swim for shit, and vice versa. You know, oh, I can swim, but I hate running. <laughs> so you find your own vehicle to get to a healthy gratitude practice, just like you would healthy fitness. For me, I love vocalizing, but I'm also a vocal, audible person. I love speaking. I love listening to audiobooks. I'm not as skilled as a writer or reader as I am a listener and speaker. So for me, vocalizing is my primary and most powerful practice. And my trigger is when I get in the car to where I know it, it's almost every single time I get in the car, sometimes twice, sometimes three times a day. Why not? Right? I open the sunroof. Sometimes I keep my hand on the sunroof and I'll just start giving thanks. Sometimes I say, thank you, God. Sometimes I say, thank you, universe. Sometimes I just say, thank you. So you don't need to. You don't need to follow a certain religion. You can even thank yourself. You know, you can you can be talking to yourself, be like, you know, thank you. And I've I have actually found this to be very powerful. Looking in the mirror and giving yourself some gratitude and love, and and you know, looking in the mirror, looking at yourself in the eyes, and saying, hey, thank you, thank you so much for for working so hard, for for believing, for believing in yourself, and and that can be very powerful as well. So the vocalization piece is one aspect. There are other people's that have my Dat Grat journal here to where I, I write, I write down a few things that I'm grateful for every day and some affirmations. And then there's also the meditation piece to where you can, you can meditate on gratitude and think about the things you're grateful for and, and try and feel those emotions without speaking or writing. And then you can also have give outward gratitude, right? That can be very powerful as well of who am I really grateful for and for what? And people, People respond to this incredibly well. When you really take the time to look someone in the eyes and let them know, hey, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing what you do and just know that I appreciate you. It's very powerful and it's reciprocated. You can feel that energy coming back. So in summary, my biggest piece of advice for someone who's trying to have more gratitude in their life is is make it a practice because that's what it is, and the more that you put into it, the more you're gonna get out of it
1: man, you got to some really great points, and i I really didn't want to to stop you because you were you were amazing and I think that to to take some some bits uh, from that that i I also think are very very important, like the fact that we don't need to do uh, this this practice the way other people do it. We can find our own way, and this this was for me very interesting as well when when I got to know you because we have even though we have things that are similar, we have things that are very different, and I love the fact that we can express our gratitude. We can live our gratitude practice in a very different way that's unique to to who we are and I think that's that's amazing also wow I love I love this idea about looking in the mirror and thanking yourself like just picturing myself doing that was Mm -hmm. wonderful like it was so uh, so deep and I was thinking usually when we talk to ourselves especially in our heads we are not that, we are not that good you know we we tend to be like um really bad with ourselves we we tell things that we wouldn't tell other people and i think that can be such a such a great exercise and i invite our listeners to try it out and i will too to just look look in into your eyes and to to say thank you and to really mean it i think that's that's so powerful and i think we we all need this because we might get some appreciation from people um but many times we we forget to appreciate ourselves and to see our efforts and to see how much we grew and all of the things that we managed to do not just the things that are missing right now isn't it
0: yeah yeah it can be it can be powerful, and I think you're right. Sometimes we're we're extra harsh on ourselves. So giving giving yourself a little gratitude can go a long way.
1: Definitely, I, I love this idea, and I think it's 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 something that we we should all uh, at least try and see and see how it is. And I know that for some, it's it's not that easy to to look yourself in in the mirror, but it's at the same time it's so powerful and i was uh i think it's it's amazing to to do this uh, self appreciation like inside but what your perspective with doing this in the mirror i think it's uh it's it takes it it takes it to another level and uh, i think that's that's really really good so um i wanted to ask you What are some things that you're grateful for um, each day? What what are you shouting in your car when when you're grateful?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, to this day, I still start with very basic. So I have kind of the same recitation or close to the same recitation every morning to where I'll, I'll say, thank you, God, for my ability to see, touch, taste, hear and smell. Thank you, God, for my supercomputer superhuman brain with the ability to process cognitive functions at lightning speeds thank you for my unmatched memory capacity thank you for for giving me a full and able body an anabolic muscle building body a self healing body this incredible body that has this amazing digestive system respiratory system immune system thank you so much for this incredible perfect body and and i'll and i'll and i'll really give thanks for all the basics you know thank you so much for for the clothes on my back. Thank you for the roof over my head. Thank you for my vehicle that gets me from point A to point B. So so once I start with all the basics, then, I, then I'm building momentum, right? So I'm already building up that gratitude within me, that emotion within me, and I'm, I'm feeling more grateful. And then I'll go to more specific things in my life. And now, now that I have developed this practice, I try and challenge myself just like with any practice to make it a little bit harder, so I can become stronger in my practice, so then I start trying to f- find gratitude and things that are hard to be grateful for so i I try for example this pandemic recently i 've been i 've been giving thanks of thank you thank you thank you God for this stay-at-home order, the challenges that are that you are giving to me, that you are given giving to the world right now. Thank you for these challenges, which are opportunities for growth, opportunities to go within, and and I'll and I'll start to give thanks for those things that are that are a little bit harder to give thanks with. And again, you know, as with a practice, you, we, we had just talked about finding what works for you, right? Even but even though my strength and I don't feel the most with with written gratitude I still experiment and and practice in that way because I want to be the best that I can be in my practice right so I encourage others like when you find something that works for you don't only don't only do that all the time switch it up and continue to develop the practice I think some people some people give up on gratitude because they'll think oh I'm just gonna write down three things that I'm grateful for every day And they'll be like, okay, thanks for my family, my health and the good weather. And then they'll do it for a couple of days and be like, oh, I'm not feeling anything. So it doesn't work. Right. But no, you have to, you have to put the energy, you have to try different things. You have to try looking at yourself in the mirror, talking to yourself, try different things. And then when you actually start getting momentum, challenge yourself even more because, you know, it's easy to be grateful for the things that everyone's grateful for, but when you want to take it to the next level now, how can you be grateful for the things that may be a little bit more difficult to have gratitude in? And that, that's where it gets really interesting. And I love when people challenge, challenge that, Oh, well, there's some things you can't be grateful for. And I, I will argue, no, you can be grateful for, for everything in some way. And I have an example. I was challenged uh, a couple months ago by a friend I was like, all right, well, tell me how I can be grateful for my best friend who killed himself. And I said, okay, well, well, that's deep. So I, 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 I let him know that, you know, obviously you're not, that's not the way that you would exercise gratitude in this situation, right? Oh, you know, thank you for my best friend killing him. So you're not, you're not going to have gratitude around that specific experience and in a very, difficult experience like that sometimes sometimes you need to grieve and 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 maybe some days you won't exercise gratitude you won't you won't even be able to muster up the courage you might be in a dark dark place and that's okay sometimes we need to be there and and go through that hardness but when you get to a point to where you're able to exercise your gratitude again you can give gratitude for the results that came from that you can give gratitude for, you know, thank you, God, for for the the ability to, to celebrate my, my friend's life. You know, thank you so much for all the memories that we had. Thank you for what I, I learned during that grieving process. And you can even find grateful gratitude from the result of the worst and darkest things that happened to you. Uh, so, so I, yeah, I just wanted to share that, that we can be grateful for everything in in some aspect
1: definitely definitely and i think it's it's that gratitude that can actually empower us because in in these kinds of situations we have a choice like we can feel like a victim we can feel bad we can look at all the things that aren't going well or we can be grateful for the things that are going well and for the resources that we have. And with that, we can build something better and we can become stronger and more capable of dealing with the situation. And I think that's, that's what's, what matters and that's what, what's taking us further and, and what's making us happier in the future. And I think that's something really important for, for us to, to think about. It's it's choice that we have, and ultimately, nobody gains if if we are just um, choosing not to feel grateful or not to see the, the the good things that we that we have going on. So yeah, I totally agree with with what you just said. So we are nearing the end of our time together, and I wanted to ask you. Where can our audience find you? Where can they get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, I'd say the best place would be to shoot me a message on Instagram, and my handle is just at Ali Abuzlam. Um, I'm sure you'll have it in there, but A-L-I-A-B-O-U-Z-A-L-A-M. And uh, there's also at Dat Grat, D-A-T-G-R-A-T. D-A-T-G-R-A-T on Instagram. And from there, we have links to to our YouTube channel that has a few more videos. Uh, But if you want to get in touch with me directly, Instagram would be the best place.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us, for sharing the gratitude and for just making sure that uh, you're not just feeling it, but you're also spreading it and you're you're so generous with uh, with your gratitude practice and with everything that you're doing around gratitude. So thank you so much for that.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed our time together and, and hope that at least one person is able to draw something from this. So thank you again. I really appreciate
1: it. When you are grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. Tony Robbins. Especially in these moments in time... <laughs> we might experience fear. And that fear takes our attention away from gratitude, from solutions, from opportunities that we might have. And when we are grateful, we can see them and we can get in tune with abundance much, much easier. And you will see how in this course. Nothing invites abundance more effectively than gratitude, unknown. So, I know some of you have experience with this. I have a lot of experience with this as well. There has never been a time in my life when I experienced more abundance than when I was very grateful consistently. And... We will see how we can apply these specific things that I have applied as well to get more into a state of abundance with gratitude, through gratitude. And you will see how. Gratitude is the open door to abundance, the Buddha. So regardless of how we see gratitude, whether we see it as um, monetary abundance or we see it in different ways that for instance friendship or um, just other things that make us feel abundant gratitude is an open door for that and we will definitely work on on these things so that we will be able to experience more abundance regardless of how we see it. Abundance is not something we acquire It is something we tune into. Wayne Dyer. So, sure, abundance many times means um, having more money or more objects or great experiences. But when we feel abundant, when we are in a state of abundance, the most amazing thing is that we attract different things. Like we don't have to fight for them. We just tune into abundance and we enjoy that feeling and more things come to us. And I've experienced this a lot in my life and I am very grateful for that. Acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. Eckhart Tolle. So once we see the great things that we enjoy in our life, we feel more abundant automatically. We see that we are already abundant and I have some amazing exercises in the course for that and you will see how how great it can feel without actually having things to change on the outside, like without more money or more things you can already feel amazingly abundant. My invitation is for you to enroll now at no risk on your side with 30 days money back guaranteed and if you don't enjoy it, you just get your money back. Because once you enroll, you will start with your first week and you will have the opportunity to go from feeling uncertain, seeing lack and not enough feeling abundant and joyful when you pay for things and unlimited. So enroll now and in less than one month if you apply what you learn in this course you will definitely get your investment back and even more because you will be in a state of abundance and what you will be investing you will be receiving maybe even tenfold. So thank you so much for your time and let's get started with week 1.